Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, how are you? It's been wonderful. Summertime, I've booked some vacations. I've been playing in the garden and oh my God, guys, I actually got on Bumble. I think that's a podcast. (laughs) I think maybe that's a podcast, but So interesting when we decide like, okay, I'm going to put myself out here. We've been doing COVID and I haven't had a date in a while. And I got challenged to start dating again. I'm like, okay, let's go. So you're going to have all of, (laughs) all of the thoughts about dating And I'm just going to coach myself through it. So I'm sure I'll have a podcast or two on it eventually. Don't worry. I won't name names or it won't be intimate stuff. It'll just be some of the lessons I learned. That's it. So if any of the guys that I'm dating or listening to this podcast, I'm like, no, I'm not going to talk about you on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk about I think one of the things that surprises my clients and gives them relief at the same time, and that is the practice of meeting them where they are, like where we are is okay. I find it like when clients start coming to me and like, they start knowing thought work and they start knowing that their thoughts are creating their feelings. So what I'm feeling, like, let's coach it away because my thoughts are creating it. So we got to hurry up and coach it away. It's like, I don't like this feeling. And so whatever it is, if it's, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling anxious. Anxiety is a big one. They're feeling anxious angry, frustrated. Like, listen, we are taught as women of color, as black women, we don't have time for that. And so negative emotions is something to either stuff, push aside or fix. But it's never really taught to us that negative emotions, those emotions that come produce a little cortisol right? We classify them as negative, but they're really just an emotion, just in a vibration, right? We're taught that there's something to be fixed, not felt. And so when my clients come to me and they're feeling all the feels and I offer them to meet themselves where they are, that coaching call, I get a little resistance on that one. Because that's the opposite of what we think thought work is supposed to be. Like we know really like we're not supposed to coach to feel better, but yet we really do want to coach to feel better, right? So it's like, 
help me get rid of this thought because I know this thought is causing this feeling and I don't like this feeling. The problem with that is it creates resistance to where we are, the present moment. What we're saying is, I don't like where I am right now. And when we don't like where we are right now, we cause not only where we are, the pain of where we are, whether it be disappointment, frustration, whatever, like I lost something, someone passed away, I I am grieving, or I lost a job, or I showed up in a way I didn't like, or any number of things, that in and of itself causes discomfort right? But then when we add resistance to it, meaning I don't want to be here. I shouldn't be here. I'm like, I don't like this. This shouldn't be happening. A level of resistance to that. Those two combined actually add to what Christine Niff, PhD, Dr. Niff, the compassion project woman, what she discusses as suffering. So there's pain and then there's suffering. And so for me, I was like, okay, there's pain and then there's suffering. And so of course I went to Dr. Google (laughs) and wanted to like, see what are the different definitions of it. So suffering is a state of ongoing pain or distress. Okay. So suffering is a state of ongoing pain or distress, right? And then if we look at that equation, suffering is equal to pain, which is what I call the C, whatever that C is, the circumstance, there's disappointment that comes with that circumstance or whatever. There's the circumstance of the event. So that's pain from that times the resistance to it which equals our suffering. So if we have less suffering, I mean, less resistance, then our suffering score would be lower because the suffering is equal to pain times resistance. The greater our resistance, meaning the greater our not accepting this as reality, accepting it doesn't mean condoning it, but accepting that this actually is happening, that this actually did happening, that I did do this or whatever it is, the higher that inability of us to accept, which equals resistance, the higher our chances of suffering, right? According to that equation. So I love that because for me, it was like, oh, one of the things I get to do is accept myself where I'm at in any given situation. Because if I accept what has actually happened, I have the pain, but I don't have the resistance to it, which means I don't increase my suffering. Yes, I have that pain, that uncomfortable sensation, okay? But the suffering is a state of that situation. Okay, so there is the pain and then there's the suffering. But suffering is optional, right? Because suffering 
happens when there's the pain of the event or whatever is happening, plus the resistance, not accepting it, not like, okay, this is actually happening. Now, one of the things that I found was that a lot of the things that we resist is not accepting our humanness. Like this shouldn't be happening, things that we can control and we can't control. Like this shouldn't be happening, things we can't control, like the weather or like COVID or anything else. Like this shouldn't be happening, but we don't have any control on it. That's one thing. Okay. And there's a part of us that still resists that, like, because we have, we can have, we can come up with stories of, of course, on my day, wedding day, it's going to rain. Like, you know, we make it mean something about us, even if we don't have control on it. But when it comes to us, that's the one I really want to talk about because that's the one that I find that my clients have the most struggle with. That's the ones where we're like, coaching for the whole 40 mile, five minutes. And they're like on it until finally there's that level of acceptance. It's like a struggle. Remember my thing of <laughs> wrestling with a thought, like my clients will wrestle with this with me sometimes. And nine times out of 10, it's because we think we should be different. We should be thinking different. We should be feeling different. And because we aren't, there's a problem. And the problem is that we're not accepting our humaneness. Like we are human beings and human beings don't get it correct all the time. Our experience as human beings includes being imperfect. Our experience, like being human means being flawed. But when we show up as that flawed thing, that flawed entity, that flawed human being, that flawed individual, meaning I made a mistake, I didn't show up right, I was late, I said something, or whatever it is, when we don't accept that, we add to our suffering. We add to our struggle because there's a part of us that believes that we should be better. We shouldn't be having human experience. We should be perfect. It's coming from the false belief that things are supposed to go well for humans. Like we have this belief that if we do what we're supposed to do, then things go well. And when we're not doing what we're supposed to do, there is a problem and we have this need to be perfect. I'm supposed to dot every I and cross every T, right? And as women of color, like, you know what we tell ourselves, like the high achieving woman is supposed to be like, I got to be 10 times better. I got to show up. I got to work extra hard. And so we hold ourselves to this standard that we will never meet. And then we blame ourselves for not meeting a standard that we created by some false dichotomy that everybody else gets to be human, but I don't as a black woman. 
that's the point of this whole thing is the standards that we as black women hold ourselves to. It's a higher standard. And we applaud that standard. We call it black excellence. We give ourselves kudos for having a higher standard by showing up, being strong, like not making mistakes, like looking over things, like we pride ourselves on that. But when we show up as human, which we all are, meaning we gonna fuck some shit up. There's that resistance because that's not allowed. We can't accept it because everyone else gets to be human, but we don't. We have to be on all cylinders, cracking all the time. And here's the deal. I get it. Society has taught us that. But then somehow or another, we accepted that. You remember those surgeries they used to do on us? I forget the lady's name, but I know you guys already know. But they did OB-GYN surgery on her. Betsy Coleman, I think it was her name. They did surgery on her without anesthetic because black women don't experience pain because we're not human. And somehow or another, we have taken on this identity of, I don't get to be human because of this false stereotype. And now we use it against ourselves because when we make a mistake, when we show up in our perfectly imperfect selves, we increase our suffering because we're resisting where we currently are. I shouldn't be thinking this way. I shouldn't have done that. Like, help me change this. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't have these thoughts against my mother. I shouldn't have these thoughts against my coworker. I should be getting up early and exercising. I should be staying on my protocol because I know that's what's going on. Like I should be coaching myself. Like all of the ways that we use thought work against ourselves, meaning we don't meet ourselves where we are with the normal compassion of our humanness. And what that leads to is to our suffering. And when we suffer more, we disconnect because what we're saying is I can't accept myself as I am. I'm holding myself to a higher standard. So therefore I feel shame. I disconnect. I disconnect from others. I disconnect from myself. And the world actually misses your brilliance. Because listen, I'm going to keep saying this. I will repeat this. We get to be human like everyone else. Everyone else can file bankruptcy 15 times, still run for political office. Everyone else can like do all the things, lie, cheat, file bankruptcy, like all of it, make mistakes. And yes, they may have their thoughts about it. That doesn't mean that we have to accept other people's thoughts. Listen, we can't change the way a world 
looks at black women, the way they hold that standard to us. We can't change that. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're not the ones causing our suffering. We can cause our own suffering by the fact that we don't accept it. When we accept it and own it, I honestly think we give others permission to accept it and own it too. Like, no, I'm human, damn it. I get to be human. And here's the deal. When we say I get to be human and sometimes I make mistakes, we think we're condoning it. And that means that all we're going to do is keep making mistakes. But no, actually, when we have less shame, when we're not afraid of making the mistakes, of showing up, of answering the question and maybe getting it wrong and then us beating ourselves up for it, because this is all that happens is when we're not accepting, we're punishing ourselves. So. How much do we do because we don't want the lashing that we're going to give ourselves because that's the feeling that we don't want to feel. It's not other people's thoughts about it. It's our own thoughts and judgment about it. And if we're not accepting ourselves and our flaws and our imperfections, we just freaking spin, staying stuck never progressing outside of it because it's the compassion, not the judgment that gets us out of it and into the the higher self that we're trying to get to. We'll always be compassion, never condemning, right? So one of the things that I think helps us is to understand that just like life is 50-50, We are 50-50. Sometimes we get that shit right. Sometimes, as I said before, we fuck that shit up. And understanding, oh, this is my 50. Like sometimes I'm going to say everything right and I'm I'm not going to be triggered and I'm going to show up and everything's going to be fine. And sometimes the littlest things is going, I'm going to be like, "Mm," right? And I get to accept that as me, as a person, like, yeah, I'm human. That is my shared humanness. That's something I have in common with every other, (laughs) I wanted to say MF, (laughs) with every other person on this planet. I don't have to be the special, I'm not the special snowflake. Like I have my issue and so does everyone else. But here's the deal. When we think we're the only ones that have it, then we get triggered by our need to like belong. If everybody else is not doing this and I am, then that triggers that primal need to belong. And so therefore I can't accept that I'm like this. I have to fix it. And fixing it means I've got to like beat myself up. I've got to resist where I am, which causes the suffering, the optional suffering. We will get out of whatever it is that we're doing so much faster if we remove the resistance to where we are. If we learn to like meet ourselves where we are. How do we do that? The first thing I want 
you guys, I want to offer you guys to do is just to acknowledge, like give it a name. I'm experiencing anger. I'm frustrated. I made a mistake. I miscalculated a number. I left something off the report. I showed up late. I said something in a way that I don't like. Like name it. I'm experiencing what? I'm experiencing frustration. I'm experiencing shame. This is shame. This is anger. This is frustration. This is unworthy. Like name it. When we name whatever it is, whatever the pain is, whatever happened, and like the feeling that we have, there's something about naming it that takes it from this DEFCON 10 to maybe like a DEFCON 6, maybe even a 4, just by naming it. It's like in the scary movies. <laughs> so I, tell, I tell this to my clients all the time. It's like in the scary movies. It's like we hear a noise, right? You're in a house and you hear a noise. And then the scary music comes on, right? So you walk to it to see what that noise was. And then you find out it was the cat. Oh, it was the cat. There's nobody breaking in. But it's like, then the scary music goes away. So naming it and finding out what is creating the noise takes it down a notch or two. So acknowledge is the first step. What are you feeling? What just happened? What are you feeling? Okay. The next step is to assure, assure yourself, which is a form of creating safety. Like, remember, if there's something wrong with us, it's separating us from the crowd. Like we don't feel like we belong and that is a safety issue. So if I'm not showing up the way I'm supposed to, supposed to, and my flaws are showing, and I live in a world that doesn't think I can show my flaws, like I don't get to be human, right? And I'm accepting that philosophy. So therefore, I'm like, have a tendency to resist it. If I decide that I'm going to assure, first acknowledge, and then assure myself, Meaning like I can create my own safety, meaning I got you. Yeah, you made a mistake and I love you. You're experiencing failure. You're experiencing frustration. You're experiencing anger. I got you. I love you. You're safe. And then reorient yourself. Like, what am I making this mean? Okay. I have running water. I have a roof over my head. I'm in my room. I'm in my office. Like whatever it is, like I'm breathing. I have oxygen. Like your brain is like danger, danger. Like reorient yourself. Find out things like, oh, wait a minute. Let me reorient to myself, to my safety. Remind myself that I am safe. Assure myself. Name it. Acknowledge it. Right? And then assure myself you're safe. I got you. I love you. We don't need other people to do that for us. We are perfectly okay with telling ourselves, I love you. I got you. I don't care how bad the fuck up is. I choose to love you because my love for you is unconditional. 
right? And then the third step would then be once we create safety and we're not making it a big thing, then we can go to acceptance. Yes, this did happen. Now, what am I wishing were different and why? Like, really, like, what am I wishing was different and why? I wish I had have taken my time and calculated the numbers right. Why? Because now everybody's talking about me. My report is wrong. And what does that mean? My boss thinks this of me. How do I know that? Like, just get to a point where I get to accept, yeah, my boss may think something of me, but what am I thinking about me? Am I resisting what I did or am I accepting? It doesn't mean that you're condoning yourself. Accepting yourself is different than condoning yourself. But just ask that simple question. What am I wishing were different and why? Why am I not accepting the truth? The truth of what happened, especially if it's something that just happened five minutes ago, it's in the past. Me ruminating over it, wishing I hadn't done it will never change the fact that it has already happened. That is the truth. Why am I not accepting that truth? When we do those three things, we reduce our resistance. When we reduce our resistance, our resistance is timed by the actual pain of what actually happened, right? There is the pain. Some people call it clean pain, clean, like I'm experiencing the clean, like, yes, I'm disappointed. Yep, sure am. I wish I had of, but that suffering is, I wish I hadn't have done it. I shouldn't have. This means I'm crazy. This means I'm weak. Like that is the resistance of it. What I'm making it mean. That's what adds to my suffering. And suffering, my queens, is always optional. Now, next week, we're going to dive into this a little bit more because I want to go through sharing what happens when we resist the fact that we're resisting. Yes, that's a thing. (laughs) But first I had to go through like resisting it in the first place. Like what happens when we resist? It's like pushing a beach ball down into the ocean. Eventually that beach ball ball will find a way to pop up in another area. It's like what we persist, resist, persist. I want to show you how, and I want to talk about this from our story, our perspective, like what is told to us, what is taught to us and bring that in to this dialogue. Because there's a lot of things that are taught to us that are told to us that was totally protective that we can now let go of if we choose to. Okay. Until next week, I will talk at you guys later. And listen, If you're not getting on the master classes that I'm having, you're missing out because we're doing some deeper dive into these conversations and you can go to my website at brickjohnson.com, click the link that says masterclass and like sign up to one that interests you. I have them throughout the month. And if you don't see it, keep checking back. I usually 
add them to the schedule the last week of the month. And so for the following month, you will see what masterclasses I have and the topics are all varying. But the thing is, is like we get to communicate you and I back and forth because this is one level. But if you want to take this deeper, like ask questions and have a community. Yeah, for sure. Join in on my masterclass. And if you really want to take this deeper, of course, sign up for a consult. Both links are on my website. Looking forward to going through this with you on how we're resisting because we're not accepting our humaneness and why that is something that we get the privilege to addressing now. When at any other time, I will agree, we didn't get a chance to, but we sure as hell do now. And I want us to start allowing ourselves to be human instead of human doings, human beings with all the privileges and all the abilities as everyone else, meaning sometimes we fuck shit up. And that doesn't mean I have to condone it, but I do get to accept that that's what humans do. And I'm a fucking human. So guess what? That's what I do too. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.